Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to 2020-2021. (laughs) Hope everyone's doing well today. And something that I just want to talk about and get into is going into the new year, everyone's going to get their little stimulus check, tax refunds are coming up. You know, a lot of people are going to be buying vehicles. That's going to be a given. Vehicle sales will spike, and that's just a statistic that's going to be a given around this time of year. Now I want to talk to you guys about how not to get ripped off when you're buying a new vehicle. I'm going to share with you guys some tools that I use when I purchase new vehicles. How not to lose value on purchasing a vehicle. And I want to talk about new and used vehicles. What is the better purchase? Where are you going to lose the most money? Can you live with that negative equity? Is there a way to systematically calculate how much negative equity you would be losing per month on the vehicle? And the answer to all these questions is yes. There's an algorithm. There's a system. Dealerships have mastered this system and they have been implicating these algorithms to calculate the profits on these units. So they know how much money is allocated when they're bidding for these cars at auctions, taking them in as trade-ins, so on and so forth. So I'm going to dig, I'm going to dive down deep and take you into the belly of the beast And show you guys the tools that we use on how to buy a car cheap, obtain the highest value, and maybe even, in the perfect world, drive it around for a couple years, put some miles on it, sell it, and make a profit. I have done this personally with over 7 cars myself, and it is a tried and tested method. So if you're interested in learning how to do this and... You're interested in cars, you're a car enthusiast, you're interested in just being a very like-minded individual and making good decisions, investing your money wisely. You know, for everyone for everyone out there, the mighty dollar will always remain the mighty dollar. So whether you're in a big money guy, you want to drive a flashy car, or you want to get the best bank for your buck and get the economy car with the dealer rebates and the best fuel economy, I can get you there. So tap in, link in with me, and there'll be more to come on this series. Part 2 coming soon. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Hey, what's up, guys? Part 2 on how to never get ripped off when buying a new or used vehicle. Now, what I want to talk about today right now is three specific platforms. And I'm going to stick to these three Because these are the ones that I kind of use the most and seem to see people use the most around the area that I am. So I'm going to talk about OfferUp, CarGurus, and AutoTrader. Which are three very great platforms for looking to buy a vehicle. Now I know some of you guys are going to be waking up early. That early bird getting that morning coffee, hitting those local lots, seeing what the local lot has to offer. And that's all good and dandy. I'm just trying to get the listener to understand things on a broader perspective on a bigger platform on a bigger scale and so when you take a look at these three platforms here they all have one similar thing to offer so all these car all these uh excuse me excluding the offer up auto trader and car gurus and specifically car gurus will tell you whether you're getting a good a fair or a great deal and that is extremely important And it is extremely important to know not all cars are going to be a good deal. Not all cars are going to be a great deal. Some cars will have a specific model that you'll see an abundance of great deals. So it might not be the greatest deal as you think. You must know the vehicle. 
You must know its desirability. You must know its value. You must know how much its MSRP costed. You must know how much value it's lost over time. And you need to make a calculated decision on whether this is going to be something you want to get into for the long term if that is a long term purchase for you. And if it's a short term purchase for you, you want to see how much negative equity, if any, you're going to have to take a hit on or how much money you can possibly make on buying, driving and then reselling that vehicle. And I'll be honest with you guys. It's kind of rough to buy a new car at a dealership and then sell it and, and make some money on it. But in that scenario, you probably won't lose money. And cars that I have seen people buy and I have done myself and made money on are typically 90 to mid-2000s Japanese cars, which obtain the highest value. I mean, you can go online right now and find a nice-looking used Beamer and find it more cheaper than that same year model, that same year and you know similar competitor model from a Lexus because a Lexus will hold up better over time as far as mechanical wise and it just holds a better value because of that now don't get me wrong i'm not bashing bmws i've owned two bmws i owned a volkswagen i love european cars but the reliability isn't isn't there it, it just isn't on a level as far as the japanese counterpart and a lot of japanese uh 90s tuner cars <laughs> it just seems like lately they're skyrocketing in value I mean, a recent uh, example of this is I did a Acura Integra purchase for $2,800, turned around and sold the car for four grand. And I put some new tires on it and kind of, you know, spiffied it up a bit. But literally, there was never a major investment in the car. I just kind of spiffied it up a bit, got some spark plugs, some cables and new tires. And I kept the car and drove it for over a year. So if you add on if you add on what you would consider that as a value and keeping the car for a year and driving it for a year, I mean, try to go rent a car for a year and see how much that costs, right? So you see where I'm going with it, guys. So those are the three platforms that I'm talking about right now. And the thing that I want to make prevalent to you is if you're looking for a JDM mid-90s, around that era, even early 2000s, mid-2000s, stick with the offer up. Stick with the offer up. And do your due diligence. You have to know these cars. You have to know common issues. You must know everything about these cars. And you got to be a shrewd negotiator when you're going out there and offer up. When you're going out there and offer up, you got to have no soul, bro. You got to pull up, start kicking tires, start pointing out every negative thing you see. And you got to hit them with the lowest offer and look them dead center in the eye. And if they... If they're disrespected, you'll know right away this is not the person that's going to take it. And if they kind of, oh, can we do this? Well, can we go up 500? You know right away... Fish, hook, sink, boom. You got to reel that deal in and get it at little to no cost. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles, man. You know, that's that's life. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog dog world. So you can't feel bad about it, you know. Someone's loss is someone's gain. And that's just the way the world works, brother. Next, I'm going to take you to Car Gurus, Auto Trader. Now, some of these sites can be a bit deceiving. And I don't want to say that in terms of the actual site it's the dealership that's posting these great deals and like i said you got to make sure the deal is as great as deal as it is right you can go online right now go on offer up right now and look for a 2015 manual transmission m235i you will not find one in a good deal you will not find one in a great deal all you will find is fair deals because it's a highly sought after car that people are not trying to give up and that car obtains a great value and 
if you know about that car, most people on here maybe don't, but it's a great car for its price point. And so that's why it obtains its value and has a lot of desirable features like a manual transmission. And, you know, that's what's going to give it some of those um, high selling points and resale value points. So if you go on there right now and you look like a Toyota Yaris or something like that, you'll find an abundance of good deals, great deals. And then in looking in that, there's one thing I want to point out specifically. All these dealerships, most of them have dealership markups. So what that means is in that price, you're not seeing that there's an additional $3,000 for a ceramic paint coating and a, you know additional $570 for an alarm system. You're not seeing any of these things. You will never reap that money back on the resale value for the car. They, that is not justified. You can't say, oh, well, I'm going to sell this car $500 more than the Cali Blue Book value because it has an alarm system on it or has this on it or has a $3,000 paint ceramic coating. That's what you got suckered into. You ain't going to sucker anyone else into it. And that's the way that works. So to be transparent on a price, you call the dealership and ask them, what does this price include? Is it the cost of the car, taxes, smog, license, fee? That's it. I don't want the dealership markups. And that's where you got to differentiate if it's a dealership markup or just the cost of the car. With a simple call to the dealership and a simple question, you will receive the answer. Now, I've seen cars that seem to be good deals. Call a dealership over $4,000 in markup and this and that. And so the honest price on there isn't the honest price. But that's not to say every car that's a good or a great deal is going to have those dealership markups. I have purchased cars on there at great deals up to 3000 below blue book value with no dealership markup. Drove the car for two years, sold it for the exact same price I bought it for, and had a free car for two years. So these are the tried and tested scenarios and methods that I'm passing over to you guys. I'm extending the olive branch on my knowledge and passing it over to you, the average listener. So enjoy, indulge, and I'll see you on part three.